There's a tidal wave and you like you never really come back to check your property and your wife and three <laughs> kids are unsure. <laughs> And you're like, oh, sorry, I thought you died in the tidal wave. And Your like, wife and three kids. This sounds a lot like you just sort of left the wife and three yeah, kids and they're like, to get the fuck out of And you're of like, the dude, you never sent any money. And you're like, dude, I thought you perished in the tidal wave. And it goes, well, that's strange, Wayne, because you didn't even fucking come back to the village. You just got the first <laughs> flight out of there. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even. Oh, well, mate, can you hear me now? Yep. Well, we're fine then. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's no issue with any of this. Mate, what's been happening? <laughs> I was saying like, so, so what we we're saying, we we're talking about like, well, like, yeah, as soon as I invested in proper equipment, we hardly record. <laughs> like a fucking lunar dollar eclipse, man. Once, once in a blue moon, they get an app. By invested, you mean as soon as you bought a laptop that works. Dude, but that laptop sucks. I, I preferred the old one. There's always this uh, misnomer that things have improved. And I'm like, oh, now the keyboard, you need uh, super long fingers to reach. You know, I like the little ball. And I, my, my keyboards used to go right to the base. These ones have this space that's meant to be the size of your palm. That's a big adjustment for me because I don't have opposable <laughs> thumbs. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, you know, I think my older boy doesn't have opposable thumbs. I was explaining what to him. What I was do you like, mean? Why, are his thumbs up real weird or something? I asked him, I said, can you do the pincer grip? And he, he did, couldn't. And then I was like, dude. You mean, you mean like this? Yeah, I was like, you can't do the pincer. I'm like, that's, that's primates. You're not even in the whole category of primates. I mean, even orangutan or little... Uh, is, this the, is this the fat one or the regular one? one's not fat anymore. He shattered his pants. <laughs> he shattered his pants at school. <laughs> you say the same thing every time. Dude, <laughs> you said he, he was fat at one point and then you, you got very, very defensive about it. So now every time you mention your kids, I ask if it's the fat one and you're like, it's not fat. Ah! <laughs> I get worried about fat shaming because I saw um, London Fashion Week and they've got like an inclusive, uh, you know, like diverse range now and there was that man have you ever thought about that as a move for their future try and make them gimped in some way fuck them up so that they they get to tick some kind of box they can have a fashion career they had the the catwalk (laughs) and there was a woman in a wheelchair with her face leaning on the side of the the cart moving up (laughs) in a pink dress like london vogue presents fashion week and there was like timmy in a pink frock (laughs) And then there was a big, heavy set, um, whatever race woman behind, and it was like, um, what is this fashion line called? The Walking Dead? What the fuck? <laughs> What's the new race? Walking Dead? It's fucking. But you know what? I love it. But I'm like, does it shift products? Because you know, when you see that buxom hot, maybe you go and buy the dress, but if you see a heavy set sort of uh, whatever race. Pushing like on what a, is a race ro- factor into it all. Rolling a barrel. And I'm like, oh, she's rolled, she's rolling on a barrel or she's carrying on a stretcher. I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm all for support, but I'm like, who's buying those bikinis? Well, you're like, I love the stretcher look. Where it looks like the boss hits your legs and neck. 
But anyway, it's very good to see the progression. It's like a, it's an it's an overswing in representation, which is probably good. Like you know, you you need it. It just gets. Oh, dude, I think I it becomes it. it becomes ridiculous. It becomes such a weird hyperbole. Becomes dystopian, and then it's like becomes more and more like insane. Because whatever, put anything out there, but then uh, in in the 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 pursuit of trying to tick this box or whatever, it just becomes crazy. Like the lineup, it does get crazier. The lineup is so token, and it's like they've picked. Do you know what I mean? Like before, it was random. Okay, pretty girls, whatever. And now it's like we need. I mean, you know, it, like not that, not that random. It was like it was all hot girls. No, but now they're like <laughs> they now like we need a Mongolian leper to tick the. You know, we don't have <laughs> yeah, a leper. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, how do we get a leper? It's in? about combos. If you can combo something together, you can really. Uh, Really boost sales. Imagine their panic when they go, oh, the plague, we need someone like that, or atrophy or something. <laughs> like something highly contagious. And they go, no, that's been cured. And they're like, oh, but we need to find a representation. <laughs> oh, we need more representation for like kids with smallpox. Dude, and you know what I noticed? No, no dwarfs, no Down syndrome covered. Well, I, th- I think they've, uh, I think they may have done that one to death. You know no, but I, mean? I was angry. Like, I'm like, okay. I'm ticking it off, like doing like bingo, picking each category. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know what that Dude, is. Dude, equality bingo is great for fashion. Week. Dude, it's unbelievable. <laughs> you're gonna drink and you're gonna tick it off and go, there we go. We we've got, you know, we've just ticked them all. And I'm like, well, they didn't tick off a lot of boxes. And then you know what they should do? The final one is just a white male, just waving. You know what I mean? Like just to be really offensive. <laughs> a white male throwing money with one of those shooting guns at the back, and they go like, yeah, man. Have the white male come through, and they're like, everyone's like, "Who's that?" And they're like, "It's the organizer. He's still the one benefiting." And he realized <laughs> he's behind it all. <laughs> he realized, as the owner of the business, no one, no, no, no one of his category had ever been represented. He felt like that's not fair either. We're not just the money about, people. What about people with disabilities, uh, like more temporary disabilities? You know what I mean? Like people who are Bell, Bell's palsy. Like uh, Justin Bieber had, yeah, ba- yeah, Bell's ball. <laughs> Guys have waking up after a one night stand and they've had their arm trapped behind or underneath some woman. <laughs> and the one arm's just that's hip. pretty good. Or like, or like you, you in a mo- in your most uh, depressive funk. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what's this? It's like, oh, he's been real sad recently. <laughs> I've had the worst because I've. My, can you hear my voice? I've lost my voice. And I always thought it was a festival, but I think it's actually arguments with my parents. Really? What, what have you been arguing about to that, to that extent? Just screaming, dude. I don't know. But my shows were so bad. You couldn't believe it. Fire in the urinal. Night one. A nightmare. Was this, um, this was what, at Perth? Yeah, I had, I had this crazy idea that a guy was going to add a potato peeler demonstration. Do you know like someone you'd see what? at... At like a market? What are you talking about? You know, like when you go to the, the Wanneroo markets or the Perth Royal Show and there's a guy, step right up, everyone's a winner, look at the peeler, slice, dice, <laughs> through this. And I thought that'd be sick in the show. And the guy's a comedian and he goes, should I do jokes? I go, no, just hard sell them the potato peeler. <laughs> night one, night one, I'm in the middle of a bit and then I go, anyway, here's a word from our sponsors and just walked off stage <laughs> and then an ad started. <laughs> Before that bit, I had said, AI is replacing us all, and here's proof. And then I played the AI bit. It was garbled. It was like our pod. You couldn't understand what was going on. 
I totally lost them. Then I yelled, here's a word from a sponsor. A potato peeler guy came out. He was flicking peels into the crowd yelling, everyone gets a free pair. And I came out within 30 seconds ago, get the fuck off. You need to do 10 minutes. I'm going, this is bombing so bad, dude. You got to fuck off. And then, so then I, then the crowd's like, what the fuck's going on? Oasis is hot as shit. My, my shirt, I'm wringing it out. I had a, a fan on stage that I kept pushing my face in to cool off. Like uh, cured meat, trying to cool off. And then I came out, peeler, couldn't get them back. And then I had a pie bit. I told the cameraman, like the 70-year-old, 60-year-old guy, I said, you dress as a pie man and we'll sell hot pies, get your pies during like a pie bit. I forgot to do the pie bit. So he just came out during uh, the pronoun bit where I'm like, we used to have a naming thing called bully, a nickname, a bully. And I'm yelling this, it's not going well. And then he comes out and goes, hot pies, get your pies. And I'm like, what are you doing? We're not fucking done. I haven't done the fucking pie bit. Get off. And then he was like, wait, so, wait, hold on. So, so, so you roped, you roped a ca- this old camera guy into coming up on stage and helping you sell pie. So he comes, he comes, he's done his own costume. He's dressed like a butcher for no apparent <laughs> reason with a COVID mask. During my pronoun bit that's not going well, a man, an old man appears with five hot pies wandering mm. through the crowd, yelling, pies, get your pies. And I had told him, look, I'll ham it up like I want you off. But I actually did. I was yelling, dude, we didn't do the pie bit. You need to fucking leave. And then he, 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 was, he was all in his pies, hot pies. And then I go, dickhead, fuck off. You're wrecking the show. Like, my voice is burnt. And then he stepped on stage. Perfectly illustrating the need for a safety word. Dude, he, he came back onto the stage and said it sort of earnestly. Hi. And I was like, you need to leave, mate. And then the best, part, dude, the best part is he went in the green room and he was telling everyone, I absolutely killed it. We, we, we were killing it in the I came off stage at the end of the show. I was like, the pie bit's over. He's like, what do you mean? I go, that was a fucking nightmare. I wasn't joking. I didn't want you out there. We didn't do the pie bit. What the fuck was going on? Everyone after the show, what the fuck was that pie shit? Who, you had potato peelers, the AR, all the judges were in that night. Horrible. Great. And I had friends there. And the, the best, I had that story that I told you. I had the, the ex-crim, my mate. He came and watched it. He's on probation now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy from the bank we can't, we can't name. No, no, no. I think it's like St. George or Westpac. He's done his time. It's Westpac. It's Westpac, yeah. Yeah, I know. We're just, it's just you told me we had to uh, bleep it out, I guess, until he got out. And he could potentially listen to the podcast and get mad about it. No, he was, he was good with it. <laughs> Because I told him, look, the only oh, thing that upset me about that article was one that you hadn't stolen more. And I said, dude, once you've got a couple of uh, demented pensioners on the line, you can triple that, quadruple that. I'm like, why'd you stop? You have four? <laughs> I'm like, you already got the hand in the cookie jar. Take them all, you silly <laughs> bastard. But then I also said in the article they said you were a champion cricket player. I said, you were awful. You spent most of your childhood <laughs> out the front of a TAB, like a golden retriever tied to a post. Because I've spoken on the pod. We used to drive to ride. I'd ride to Hungry Jacks with other mates and I'd see Simon with almost like a lead tied to the front of the, you know, the bollards at the front of the TAB, the gambling right. points bet, just standing while his, his 90-year-old granddad bet on the dogs. So I was like, dude, you never stood a chance. From your formative <laughs> memories, we're looking through the window and 
knowing that your dad only really loved you when he had had a, one, a win on the track. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's his fetish. So how long, how long did he do? Six years. Six years. Jesus Christ. Dude, and I, I told him. And, anyway, and, and he, lost his, he lost his family, right? Like they're gone. No, he's, he reckons he still contacts them. And I got to tell him the story about how I'd followed his wife in the shops. <laughs> oh, my God. What did he think of that? Did not like it, dude. <laughs> no, and then I told shit. Him, you fucking creep. I said I followed her. I just wanted to see like, if she had the wedding ring on. I wanted to just feel what her vibe was. <laughs> and then I said, dude, you got me through some tough times because I always thought no matter how bad it's going, I can always think of Simon, who's eventually going to be working out the front of Bunnings with one of those straw hats pointing like the sausages are there, the air blowers are here. And I said, I will never fall as far. And then I told him. But then we drove past and I realised your, your wife has a better house than um, my parents. Have never broken <laughs> Wait, you're the living. <laughs> did you did you let him into that? You tell him that, that colonel that you're living with your parents. Dude, I was livid. And you know what the best? There was another girl from a high school that had come randomly. She used to be like a weather girl, and she wouldn't even interact with it. So I thought, you know what? I've got a heart of gold because I did, he didn't he couldn't wreck my <laughs> image. I was hanging out with the crim. I said, come say hi to him, and she goes, no, nah, no, nah, you know, like. It's, not a, not, I'm not, not endorsing what he did. I'm like, what Jesus do you mean? Fuck. He's a fucking hero. He's a war hero. <laughs> I love this guy. But he wants to come on the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. And it might be good because he was my manager at PwC and he's, he had a lot of anecdotes that we haven't done yet. He's got yeah. them. You know the original, that story from ages ago, the fish email? He's got the email. He's got records of a lot of the things. Really? Oh, man, that's killer. He's got the CC all screenshot. Like, he saved it. Did he keep, um, did he end up squirreling away any of the, of the Westpac money that he had fucking embezzled from those old pensions? That's what I was saying to him. I'm like, you've obviously kept quite a lot. I said, it's a dream check. <laughs> that's such a, <laughs> that's something to posit, man. What a, what a thing to be like, hey, hey. <laughs> But he had, to, he had to shave his head. And to be honest, he was fucking wasted because he did tell me the same story about five times. So I, I think he's got some <laughs> CTE or head injury trauma. He definitely was beaten in there. And obviously some of the other guys around kept doing the drop. So, but um, he did look like he'd seen a lot. Do you know when someone there, you can't see their soul anymore when you look at their eyes? I'm like, he's seen some stuff. He was a very different guy. His head shaved. And I'm like, yeah, he's, he's, you know what I mean? He's, he's like someone stumbled out of Vietnam, out of the jungle. Was he, was he did he seem like uh, that dude in, in Oz, the main guy in the first season? You know, like just, just some guy who wound up in there and then he ends up becoming uh, uh, J.K. Simmons' bitch for the whole run. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. You know what I did? I kept walking past him with my pocket out and said, grab on, hey. Hell yeah, dude. I want to, you know, I'll help acclimatize you. You know, we can slowly sort of recalibrate you to the normal world. We'll go get a drink and you can hang on to my pocket. He's been back in touch with the family, but like, is he, is, is the wife gone is, or is she, is she around? He, he was drunk. He had the positive thing. Like we're ringing every day and I'm like, yeah, yeah. But I like, she's not coming back. Dude. 
I think yeah, it, of course they're ringing every day. She's afraid that he's been in touch with some prison gang that's gonna fucking start ruining their life. <laughs> he knew all the prisoners I've met, like through the bikey contacts. Yeah, he said I did time with them. So he's that's got great, tons man. That's so nice of your two worlds to sort of come together. You've got. Uh, all of your new friends from comedy. <laughs> yeah, all my comedy. Your, your old manager from PWC who knows them all through his stint. I love that I've had um, one gig with the bikies and now I use them. Like, I'll be like, I'll send the bikies over. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I literally was there for one hour. And I now try, I use their faction and all their power. I'm like, oh, you know, I'd love to send someone over from my, my contacts to sort them out. And I'm like... They literally almost didn't pay me and uh, no one remembers me. <laughs> and they'd hear that there's some white accountant that's using the, <laughs> the club banner to try and intimidate people. Man, you should be using, uh, you should be using their colours to sell tickets to your show. <laughs> Dude, you should be calling them up and being like, hey, guys, you have to come to my show. I'd love to have you there. <laughs> Dude, I would love it. I would love it because I had... Um, the official comedian of the Coffin Cheaters. I had one of the worst gigs. <laughs> what a ringing endorsement. We had a gig during this run at a male strip bar. It was Hen's Night and comedy, and I was the only male on. And I went out there, and I think I reminded them of everyone. Well, I don't think anyone in that crowd would have dated me, but I reminded them of <laughs> how much they hated men. And I realised all my jokes are misogynistic. I was like yeah. saying to the crowd, I go, these punchlights kill in a male-dominated room, club comedy, <laughs> with subservient wives. None of this shit works when you're actually free, is it? And, and then, then one of them yelled, strip, strip, strip. And I was like, dude, th- you, you know, know a gig's that. going bad when me stripping is a better option than the comedy. <laughs> Dead so what's, wait, what's, what's Simon doing now that he's, uh, that he's free? Oh, dude, one of the greats because he was on. Well, dude, I want to start a pod with you. I'll ring you up, podcast. Ha ha, that's so funny what you're talking about, me being raped or whatever I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) You're hilarious. Fuck yeah. Then I messaged, he he gets my number, I messaged the next day, very reticent, doesn't respond for weeks. Eventually I sent some (laughs) text and um, he said, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But you know what I mean? I think he cooled off the engines after he wasn't like 67 (laughs) Sambuca's dick. I think he realised that uh, it was a big branding problem <laughs> from being uh, stealing from the bank to now doing a podcast, uh, glamorizing it, which yeah. is what I intend. Basically what we're going to do is romanticize about it and give him a hero's welcome. And I, I think he realizes <laughs> while he's on p- parole and I'm holding him up as a great working model and go like, this is someone we should fucking revere. It's not a good idea. Well, what's, like, has, he, has he got a gig now that he's out or has he got planned? How long has he been out first? Dude, I was like, dude, you had to pay it all back. And he goes, yeah, I just declared myself bankrupt. So he's covered that off. Yeah. And, because you think they have to pay the two out? mil back. Oh, dude, I was like one of his first visits. His, he'd been out for like a week or two. Jesus Christ, he's out a week or two and he sees the fringes on. He's like, oh, well, oh I've got to go check Wolfie. out Wolfie. Wolfie would have come good. He used to be funny. And then he sees potato <laughs> peeler. I lose my voice. They said, dude, you spoke in a million words a mile. It, yeah, it was okay. But it was fucking bad, dude. Even close friends have never, like in-laws, have, have not messaged with feedback on the gig. How many gigs in the, in the festival did you do? Only three, man. 
three. Okay. All right. And were they all were they all like this? Is this what you're going to be doing at Gold Coast, man? <laughs> Night one, shocking. Night two, pie man gone. My joke's horrible. Pie man gone. <laughs> pie man was out. He, dude, you set that up for him. Like, you, you can't be angry at the guy. He doesn't know. He's just some camera. Dude, I saw him. That you gave, by the way, the worst advice to you. are like, hey, at the end of the show, I want you to come up on stage. And no matter what I say. <laughs> don't get up. No matter up. what I say, don't leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, and then the, I, I saw him at a gig last week. And I apologised to him. I said, sorry, man. I was very emotional. I don't know why I lashed into you, <laughs> considering that you had never been on stage and that you're an elderly photographer that had done me a real favour by dressing up as a butcher with pies. Whose idea was the butcher bit, by the way? Because you said he came with his own costume, but, like, he didn't do that apropos. He had enough. a white apron and what looked like a butcher's hat with a COVID mask on. But was this your decision to have him dress up like a butcher? No, I just thought I'd let him creatively express himself and see what happens. <laughs> right, so you did some some uh, like pre-show character work with Dude, him. Dude, and like, the whole what idea... What is your motivation? What's your job? No, I didn't help him <laughs> at all. And I, I told him, sorry, man, when, when I arrived, I'd semi-forgotten that I told him he was going to do it. So I had Jesus to go to Christ. the Seven Eleven and bought five pies for like $5 each. He go, I told him I was going to have a box of pies. It was all going to be set up. Then when I arrived, he was dressed as a butcher. I was like, yeah, yeah. I thought we'd get them fresh from the 7-Eleven down at the petrol <laughs> And, and I, I think I, I'm lying. I actually only bought three pies because they were expensive. He had three pies in his hand. He didn't even have a box. He just had three pies. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, how, and how are tickets? How are ticket sales to this monstrosity, dude? Next night, unbelievable! Because I changed the show. I did half. I did the show, and then it should have ended. And then I said, "Look, guys, I've stumbled into a brilliant investment opportunity here at the Royal Show. I, I blah blah blah. You know, I've seen this guy. He's got something special. He's here right now to show you it. That. And then I forget what the potato pillar was. Then he came out." And the crowd was losing their mind because we were yelling, everyone gets a free peeler. And they were cheering, <laughs> free peelers. You're all getting one of these. And then at the end, we storm out and ran off. And at least eight to 12 people were at the green room door waiting for their free peeler. There's no free <laughs> Wait, so no follow through? You didn't have free peelers? No, it was a lie. It was a lie to oh get the reaction. Oh, my God. We, we were, I told them, bring peelers to sell them. He yelled, Free peelers for everyone. The crowd went like Oprah. <laughs> it was one of the best reactions I've ever had on stage. They all were getting freaky. Then they lined up. There was nothing. I disappeared because I'm too sweaty now. I think I've got long COVID, dude. I've got long, long COVID for a very fucking long time, man. <laughs> I, I feel so sick, dude. So, so wait, so okay, so, uh, so back to back to Simon. Does he? Did he tell you about his plans? Is he like? Is he allowed to be in finance anymore? Do you know what I told him? I said, "This is my dream, man." And I, I said, "If I ever can make it in stand up or pod, you're you're becoming head of finance for the <laughs> thing." I said, "Because if I get money, I would love nothing more." than the people that have written you off at high school and all the others to, to find out, yeah, Wolfie's put him in head of the whole accounts and finance of his stand-up entertainment thing, an ex-convict, <laughs> and I go, look, 
you have all the passwords. I trust you, man. You're not going to spiral again. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to our Patreon money being embezzled. <laughs> Do you understand how good it is when Sure Thing does the announcement and say we've hired the new CFO of the organization and we got the photo of him in the yellow cricket hat, convicted bank thief, and we go, look, he's turned in a, he's, he's no longer gambling. And, and, he, and look, I was trying to enable him. Of course you were. By the way, I think you, you, you might be projecting a little bit there. I, I feel like I don't think that many people from high school have written him off. Like, they're probably like, damn, that's crazy. Did you hear They've what happened? They've written him off, dude. He's dirty, a dirty rat. And I wanted him back. But then I also think I want to corrupt him because I was trying to convince him to go to the casino. <laughs> what do you mean? What magic powers does he possess? No, I said because I wanted to re-engage his gambling instinct. He's probably gone to. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot, I forgot that's why he did the embezzling in the first place. Should have said. I said, look, man, you don't have to do like full. Maybe just a bit of chocolate, a bit of fun, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a rush again. <laughs> so, is is he allowed to do anything in finance anymore, or what? What he. The only way he'll ever get back in finance is when he's put in charge, head of accounts and tour manager uh. for my gig, <laughs> which I will do. I fucking but, promise you I will. Sure, he's sure. He's a good accountant. Like, it's not like a um, – oh, well, I, I was going to say it's, it's not like having a medical license, but I guess I guess. I know if you've, got, if, if, you, if you've got a criminal conviction or you're bankrupt, you can't be a chartered accountant or CPA. So he's done on both. But I said, you've got to look at the thing. He evaded Westpac uh, controls for 11 years. That's just the man I need handling my tax. Well, exactly, right? That's kind of the guy you want to bring in as a consultant to go like, okay, how, like, wh- where are the holes in this system? Like he's got experience and, and he's done it before. You know what I mean? Like he has actual finance experience and he's done the fucking thing. He can sit there and like go through systems and be like, okay, look, here's a flaw that like no one else would have picked up. But if I was trying to, this is what I'd use. Yeah, he would have all the scams and he would be, he's imaginative and creative where suddenly uh, my, my trainers are washed up on the beach and I'm assumed dead. Do you know what I mean? And little do they know <laughs> that I've rafted my way to Indonesia. And Dude, you know what would be great, line. man? You know what you could do now is uh, you could swing him like a public speaking tour. It's like circuit thing. And that could be his new career. And then you could tag along as his opener. <laughs> but oh. You could have him go to like every conference, everything, and like tell the story and like oh, people dude. would freak out. It would be great. Guess regret was I didn't know he was out. If, if yeah. I had known he was out. You would have been there to pick him up at the gates. <laughs> Fire in the urinal would have had a third. We would have potato peeler, pie man, and the ex crim in the yellow hat dancing. Dancing to some criminal track. I don't know. I shot the sheriff. Maybe that's not good, but some criminal song. And I'd get him, him and me dancing with uh, showing clips of him, you know, on the West Australian <laughs> and arrested and us singing. I don't know, Sweet Caroline. What's a good song? Some song. We have to riff this through. But that's a great theatrical ending with him and me in yeah. pom-poms doing like, you know what I mean, a big dance number to finish the hour. Man, you should be, you should be, like, have you made any social plans with him? Like, you should be catching up with him for drinks. Dude, well, the, you know what the thing was? Oh, I thought, well, this guy must be like box office poison. But I'm the box office poison. I think he processed (laughs) 
he finds he's your me. redemption man he is your ticket to uh like a wealth of gigs that you never would have considered but you know what my problem is i feel like he's judging me initially he was all he was his head bowed and then when he slowly picked apart and realized how fucked i was do you know how people get superstitious it's like this guy's gonna jinx me I've had enough trouble in my life. <laughs> this guy's black fucking magic. This guy's going to fuck me up. And I, I've been trying to contact. I contacted him. And I reached out, which is rare for me. I don't think I've ever texted anyone. But I texted him because I thought I could get access to the Casarina prison waiting rooms and, you know, do <laughs> half 30-minute recordings. Uh, he, that's what he promised me. He promised me that he would infiltrate and that sure thing could sort of be set up as a prison program where they, we help them get creative and get them on their feet and we go in and each person gets to record half an hour each a week, you know, and, and on whatever theme and I'll be their co-host. Do you not know how good this would be? It would be so good, man. What was it? What, the last message that he sent you, what is it? What does Let it me say? see what he wrote. Um, he wrote a lot of messages drunk. Right, the night of. Oh, dude, and he verified every story, which was the best. He That's verified great. the fact that I lent him money because I, I was – Loving it, saying, remember when you didn't have enough money for Christmas and I helped conceal your gambling addiction? <laughs> and I said, in many ways, I feel like I formed part of the story. If they ever do the movie, I think, like, me enabling you is a nice part of the thing. Where That's I, true, I, man. He at least owes you for that, you know? I'm trying to check the messages to see what he last wrote. Yeah, I, w- I want to see how one word his responses get near the end. <laughs> I bet there's a drunk wall of text and then you being like, hey, man, what are you doing for lunch? And he's like, oh, bit busy. <laughs> Imagine waking up and these like flashes of memory come to you and it's just Andrew Wolf from your past trying to convince you to go to the casino to play roulette. And you're like, oh, no, I need to stay away. <laughs> he wrote, love you, Count, when's our podcast? So he was on board. But then I sent and him. That, wait, that was, was that the night of? That's the night of. Then I sent him a photo, this photo, the photo of him in his hat, uh, senior business banker, defrauded St. George. I sent the photo to him. I don't know why. And I said, Harry's back. Let's do it, man. Hey, man, remember the worst day of your life? And then I go, welcome back, King. And then he said, sign me up for a podcast, Chief. I said, let's pull, pull you into the pod world, man, and launch the Harry. It's time. So many soap jokes, he said. And then I said, oh, fuck. Fuck less. Glad you're out. Let's smoke the critics. I said, um, and then I rehashed my joke. The only thing that upset me about the article was champion cricketer. Yeah. Dude, we 100% need the pod. Where, where are the ones from, like, the next day? What are, where are the, where's, where's the one where he stops replying? And then, then, then he didn't really respond. And then <laughs> I, I started talking about the potato guy, and he said, look, I thought the show was great. Haters going to hate. The pie guy, though, probably needed to go. <laughs> and then I said Fucking hell. Jesus man everyone's a critic huh <laughs> he's been in prison for six years the first comedy show he goes to and it's you there and he's like oh man maybe lose the pie dude hey pie guy had to go. and then I said he was sacked on the spot no, not heard from him since but then he's not responded so basically what happened is I, I evoked I hope to get him on the pod he was hot for it after 37 Sambukas, but then he withdrew. <laughs> then I elicited 
compliments about my show, but I keep mentioning, sorry about the pie guy. And then he said, yeah, pie guy has to go. And then he's not fucking responded since. That's the end. Man, you need, to, you need to message him and ask him to do something socially. You need to be like, hey, let's go nah, man. a drink. I, I, you mean no? I, I, only, I only want him on the pod. Yeah, I know, I know, but you gotta, you gotta get to that. You gotta get to him on the pod because right now he, he, you like, you turn into a groveling worm where you're like, oh man, what do you think of the show? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. You need to be like, hey man, let's go get a drink and then do that and then get him on the pod. Dude, yeah, I wanted, to, I, I, I do want to hang out with him. I want to see if he's got an ankle tag on. You know, there's lots of cool <laughs> things. Dude, you know, yeah. I was thinking about this. Do you reckon you'd pick up more if you made a fake ankle tag? You know, like a monitor. Maybe like, like a bad certain boy? people, sure. <laughs> and and a certain and a certain crowd, you might be a real hot commodity. Don't you think a girl sees you on the beach? You're fat, but you've got an ankle tag, and go, yeah. <laughs> you do. You know. You know. You know what? You can't do that. I don't think that would work because ankle monitor for some reason, especially like on a beach or in a situation like that, you don't think like cool crimes. You're not like, oh man, he probably he probably went to prison in a, for a crime of passion or something, you know, or, or he, like, he was down on his luck and he, 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 he robbed a, a store. He's, no, they're, they're going to be like, oh, man, look at that pedophile on the beach. Oh, yeah, Should we yeah. call someone? <laughs> they're going to be like, why is this pedophile doing the drop-off? <laughs> what about this? So what if I, I'm on the beach and I've got my suit? And I strip down from that, swim in my jocks. I see the bracelet. In your sorry, sorry, you you go to the beach. You go to the beach in a suit. In a suit, a full suit and tie. <laughs> and go look. There's just a. Well, it's okay, okay. Because yeah, you you're like you're in the right ballpark, right? Because it's like you're you're trying to uh, give the impression. You're trying to convey what crime you may have commit without having to say it, right? So like, if you just show up to it, unfortunately, at the moment, the boxes you check are like older, like middle aged guy. White, yeah, at Peter the beach. Paul. What crimes? What crimes do you associate with that? So you, you, you're in, your first instinct is, well, if I wear a suit, people will think it's a white collar crime. I tell people, look, there's just a break in the royal commission. Big things with the premier. <laughs> big things. Uh, you know what I mean? A whistleblower. Big whistleblowing with the premier. Uh, Mark McGowan. Mum's a word, <laughs> but let's just say I was involved in some big deals. <laughs> With the uh, Saudi Arabians, and then I wander off. I, I don't see think me. that the I don't think that the people who are going to be into the ankle bracelet uh, are necessarily going to be after someone who's committed white collar crime. Do you know when it's foiled? <laughs> the girl's interested, but then I have to stall because she, I know that I have to leave in my Holden Captiva. That's got two <laughs> bikes in the back, <laughs> family thing. I've said I've done a yeah, big you gotta, you gotta, you could, That's an easy fix. So you'd be like, oh, man, they, uh, yeah, they, uh, they took my license as well. No, and she'd be like, you've been down here a long, you're getting sunburned? And I'd be like, yeah, just loving being down here. And she goes, <laughs> yeah, I got here on the bus. They took my license. Are we going to make a move? here on the bus and in my suit to go to the beach with my ankle bracelet <laughs> like on, as you do. Now, I know, you, I know you're looking for a bad boy, and I'm, I am a bad boy. Bad boy. <laughs> and, and she'd say, well, don't you need to leave? And I'd be like, i just walking around and say, fuck parking fines. No one tells me what to do. <laughs> and then she's like, we've been here seven hours. And you're like, yeah, well, I don't really, there's nowhere I can go. I can't take you back to my parents. I don't want you to see my captiva. <laughs> 
So eventually I just walk off into the ocean with the suit. (laughs) (laughs) With the beeping. And she goes, can't you? I don't think you can take an ankle tag into the water either. Probably not. What, What crime do you think would be the most appealing? For someone who's going to be interested because, because you have an ankle bracelet. White collar. Why white collar? I feel like that's a, that's a fallacy. Man. Girls love it. Because you whisper do they? and you say, I've done it before and I'll okay, do well, it, well, hold do on. it did again. Si- did Simon pull? Did si- was Simon with nah, anyone? It's, 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 he's horrific, dude. He looks like a shaved down <laughs> greyhound. This guy needed money to get girls. But I'm like, I am... Um, I, I, I think because you've got white collar, you can say, I've done it before. I've done it once. I can do it again. So there's the chance of a reoffending, which is sort of sexy. Well, it's like Jordan <laughs> Belford. He, he stole money from stockbroking, and now he scams people with that sales product. Yeah. Just keeps coming. He sold meat door-to-door, then stocks. Now he sells hope, which is the ultimate <laughs> one because you can't prove it. Which is arguably the most dangerous thing you could purchase from somebody. Hope is the ultimate because you can't really be – Pin for fraud because it's no. unknowable. It's, yeah. uh, it's like this Richard Hart, that crypto guy. And I've sort of been back and forth with his girlfriend on Twitter, having little digs. And I, I mean, saying like, <laughs> wait, anyone which, that which, wait, which, which crypto guy is this? I said, anyone that can't see, um, anyone that lacks the acumen to see through brand names is a fucking red flag, if you ask me, about her boyfriend. <laughs> and then um, I, he, I was messaging him direct saying, uh, peddling. Hope in the unknown human condition of fear and greed uh, tells me all I need to know of, know of you, you fucking scumbag. But whatever. This way, okay. I I don't I don't know Richard Hart from. Have we talked about him before? Dude, he's he's like the ginger, ginger pirate that wears Louis Vuitton and always sits on um, Lambos and says that it's- he's cracked the code for programming the. Do you know, he, 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 his website is very upsetting. I mean, just as a person, like his the the opening paragraph is uh, he owns the world's largest cut diamond, ten million dollars in watches. Dude, this is what a what a horrible flair. He's got his IQ in there. What a loser with a with a one hundred and forty five IQ. He invented hex.com. Dude, and oh he's basically God. like a rapper. Do you know like that wears a big <laughs> clock around his clock around his neck and gold chains? Man, you know what you know what I think is really cool? Mensa Mensa membership. If you're a member of Mensa, immediately in my eyes, I'm like, damn, what a fucking sex beast. Dude, that's what because that's what I was saying. What a fuck machine. <laughs> that's what I was saying to Rudy about autism, and I tweeted it that uh, if if you truly had autism, you would have diagnosed yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, um, but I'm saying this is sad. <laughs> don't you think? Because you would be on a wormhole checking timetables. You don't think you'd be aware that you're fucked? You wouldn't have researched symptoms of medical condition. But I'm saying like to wear Mensa as an achievement, even join that tells me you're not smart. Because I, oh, yeah. I, I mean, Elon, whether he's smart or not, or whoever is, but to mention Mensa is the equivalent of telling people that you're doing well at the chess club at high school. And, and proceed to get bashed every day. Well, here's an example. Man, Wolfie, what is your IQ? I don't know, man. I would never exactly. tell Exactly. Because no sane person fucking knows that. Like, who's sitting around at home at night being like, yeah, I reckon I can get my IQ score up a little bit higher if I play this Facebook quiz again. I'm like, oh, maybe that's on the cards tonight. I'm feeling pretty fucking it quick. It sounds like what I like to call clutching at straws because you need to validate your intelligence. 
And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. my brother, my brother had it in school because he'd get the principal sticker every year, but we never saw it because he was smart enough to peel it off and throw it in a bin before his mates <laughs> saw the thing. Or he put it in his bag, but we would pe- I, I got them and peeled them off. You're not going to let the fucking high school bully see a gold star in your report. <laughs> You're like, where's my report? I'm like, yeah, ah, they yeah. failed me because of the knife crime. You know, you make stuff up. You're not saying that you've topped fucking human biology, you stupid fuck. Well, exactly. I mean, like, what, what benefit is there to... Uh... What benefit is there to, to claiming a high IQ or, or using a high IQ as a bragging point uh, outside, of, outside of like your very early stages of, of life, school, getting your first job, whatever? Like once you've done exams and you've done all that shit, like all that, like the stuff beforehand I can understand. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like if you've, if, you've got your, if you've got a CV and you're putting your yeah, fucking, fine, like your achievements on there so you can get your first job and get into the workforce, of course. But like, that has a point. And if you're just going around telling people, hey, guys, I have a 145 IQ, it's like, well, you're not trying to get a job. Like, what are you actually trying to achieve? Are you just trying, are you just trying to convince people that you're a smart dude? Dude, it's juvenile. <laughs> because in high school, it's like someone telling you that you were top of English literature in year 10. I'm like, there was yeah. no mechanism to measure anyone. Now we've got money and, and success and status in the world to then yell and go, 144 and I'm like, have fun at Bunnings, you fucking... It was, like, it was like the nerd that went in our primary school, that Matthew Noteboom, who was the super intelligent guy. And then I, I just got in... I, I suddenly... I, I was curio, uh, curious what happened to him. He's like middle management or lower. And I think it was Rio Tinto. And I'm like, how's your 170 fucking IQ helping you now, <laughs> P.A. fucking? You fucking didn't have the social skills. You know, you lacked other things, didn't you? You dead shit. I, I, think that's a, I think that's another sort of trap you fall into is, uh, like, if you're in gifted streams in school or whatever. Oh, yeah. You stop trying. It's so easy to stop trying because you the whole way through you're told, oh, you're smart and, like, exams are You never have to try, really, to get through school. And then you're put into the actual world afterwards where you have other people who are smart competing against you. I'll tell you. And you're like, oh, well, I don't need to try. I'll just sort of fall on my feet. It's like, no, man, you can't, you can't just, uh, like, improvise your way through this exam. Like, <laughs> this is life now. It's exactly how guys always still think they're going to be a professional sportsman because they played with <laughs> 60 people at their school and they were the best at footy. But comparatively to the actual population, they were fucking awful because you had – Coal miner's son, engineer's son, architect's son. And you were like, wow, he's, I'm so good. I'm a good runner, good at basketball. In my sample size of 60 random people at Kingsley <laughs> Primary School. And then you cling on to it and you go, I had something. But I'm like, if you got exposed to anyone decent, you would have given up immediately. You would have known that you had no talent. Maybe I've told the story before, but Steve Allison, uh, who's a great comic from the Gold Coast, uh, He's like he's a big surfer, and all through high school, uh, surfing, surfing, surfing all the time, um, and, and like he was, uh, he was really good, uh, but he couldn't beat this one guy in his surf club, uh, and so like he he wanted to be a 
professional surfer. And he, uh, he, but he gave up because he was like, well, I can't beat this guy in, in my club. Like, I'm, I'm fucked. And then the guy in his club ended up being like six times world champion oh. surfing. Like, and Steve could like beat him on a good day. You know what I mean? Oh my God. <laughs> it's so brutal. That would kill you because we had, I had the totally different experience, which was like, my brother played with uh, Richard Garcia or there was uh, someone, I forget the name, but, you know, they never really amounted to anything. But this person was like Pele to us. We're like, they're unbelievable. And then, do you know what I mean? You play footy with someone and they, they can't even get drafted outside of the waffle. Or do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that, was, yeah, that guy yeah. was running circles around us. So we had the totally different thing where we realised no one was good. Even the best guy who we thought was Pele yeah. of soccer can barely get a side in the Perth glory. Fucking joke. <laughs> I wish I'd never wasted my time playing sport. So how did you end up tweeting this, um, this fucking douchebag's girlfriend? No, I was just – I, look, it wasn't a big exchange, but I DM him sometimes as well just when I'm angry. <laughs> Saying what? What are you sending Just him? vicious shit. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Come on. Like what was, the, what was like, the first th- – what, the first thing. Well, he will say something and then the I'll say, tweet. we know where all this, I know, we know where this journey ends up with you in handcuffs, you fucking scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> you charlatan fuck. Selling hope. I'm like, because I don't like when people guarantee and assure the future, which is unknowable, because no one can control humans' fear and greed. So anyone that professes to know to be an oracle, all-seeing oracle of the future, a fucking lying scumbag. Anyone can say, look, I'm going to try, but when they go, trust me, it's the next Bitcoin, I'm like, fuck you. I, I know that I talk positively about stocks, but I never I, I never guarantee it. No, well, I mean, your, your license prohibits you from doing it. No, but I, I never, I always say, I always say, look, this, this might work, but who knows? There's always a tongue in the cheek going like, we, or we can get burnt to the ground. Well, I mean, TPD is a great example of that. Uh, because we, I, I sold out. I sold out all of my WGO to buy uh, TBD because you, you were you were pretty sure. Dude, I was smart though. You got out of WGO at thirty eight. It's thirty five now. Thirty nine, actually. I really fucking nailed When's that it, one. Yeah, you got thirty nine. It's thirty five now. Yeah. Hancock won, which we knew was going to happen. Yeah, because <laughs> she's been working on WGO the whole time. I still believe yeah, she threw that. And I tipped it into TPD. And what is TPD doing? The exact same fucking no, thing listen, as WGO. <laughs> listen, because I did give you Bass as well, B-A-S. Yeah, and you said you said Bass is the long shot. You specifically said you were like, Bass could go like could 10x, but it's a real long shot. TPD. Bass was nine cents. It's 20 now. That's good for you. Oh man, I, that's exactly what I was hoping for from TPT. Well, I was thought I I thought because I bought what was it the day before uh, some announcement. We thought we had the full approval, but uh, the yes, the production yeah. approval, but they haven't got approval on the Environmental Protection Act or whatever, which doesn't make sense because I'm pretty sure it's just a dirty abandoned paddock. Yeah, and that was the, that was the I I bought in the morning and then. That night, it was like, okay, cool. Here's, here's oh, money. Of, and you of, thought I was the Oracle. Approval. And I was like, shit, man, I'm going to double fucking tomorrow. I can sell out. That's great. Nah, not no, no, no. How's, <laughs> how's the ego? For me, a man that has failed on every measurable scale to be lashing out <laughs> at Richard Hart, calling him a charlatan, 
a man probably worth $2 billion. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, my, my narcissism knows no limits, dude. To have a, a swing at the king, a guy that's dressed purely as Louis Vuitton. You know what? He should just get Louis Vuitton tattooed onto his skin. That's what I'd do. Your whole body is Louis Vuitton tattoos. Don't you think that would be man? See, dude, that's that's what you need uh, instead of the or to go with the ankle monitor is you need a neck tattoo of Gucci or Dolce and Gabbana. Gucci, dude. Yeah, dude. You have Gucci on the neck, and then people see you, right? And they're like, "Oh my god, pedophile!" No, wait. They catch they catch the tattoo. They're like, "No, Gucci. he's got Gucci tattoo tattooed on his neck. It must be a white collar crime. He's probably doing well. A crypto billionaire." And then you're having an orgy on the beach, dude. Then that's you. On the beach, fucking and sucking. <laughs> I'm gonna do, I, if I make money, I'm going to turn my penis into a Louis Vuitton uh, with the zip-up. You know what I mean? With the bag. Well, they, they're obsessed. What do you mean with the zip-up? What are you turning well, it I'm into? I'm saying all the girls are obsessed with their luggage that comes from Louis Vuitton. Backpacks, fucking socks, whatever the fuck. But I would like your little penis and you've got a zip-up. You know, so it looks like one of those little carry cases. I think you are tempting fate that someone's going to put something in your dick. It sounds like it's going to be a sounding problem for you. you no, no, I, mean? I just have this image of pulling your pants down. As a what's, crypt- what's that tattoo on your penis? Oh, it's luggage. No, I've you, turned you my pull penis your pants into down small as luggage. It's a crypto billionaire and it looks like one of and those. You, dude, and can you imagine the jokes as well? People would see it and be like, oh, I didn't know they went smaller than handheld. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it would look, you know, I'm just imagining those brown purses and handbags they have. And you've got like a micro penis. With I a, know. <laughs> with a zip on it. It's just, look, it's just ideas. We haven't parted for a while. I'm not in the good mood. Like, we've wrapped the Simon Harris story. What else have no, we got? No, it's been great. What, what are you, we're doing, we're, we're, this is good. We're having a good, we're having a good riff. We tied it all back in. We tied the Louis Vuitton tattoo thing back into you fucking some girl on the beach with an ankle monitor. That's great. Dude, ankle monitor. I, I, I just want to try go out with one and see if that improves my chance. <laughs> do you not think you would get a certain demographic? I do think you'd get a certain demographic, but I don't, I don't think the people going for criminals are generally going to be impressed with whatever they think you've committed as a crime. Oh, mate, I, I will be interested. We should get Simon on and see how, how he's been received by the wider community because I think I would be the only guy... It celebrated him like a returning war hero. I think he must have been getting a lot of stigma. I reckon, well, it's like that, uh, that Gabe Tosti guy, uh, the balcony throwing dude on Twitter. I'm oh, sorry, on Tinder. Like, he got back, he's back on Tinder, and I'm sure he crushes on Tinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he could do a lot of j- jokes about it, hey? Yeah. In fact, I think in his bio, he had some joke about a balcony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's, I, that's, what, that. that's what Simon needs to do, but I doubt. He would do it, but like that should that needs to be his Tinder profile is like Amazing. his mugshot. Like the, the balcony <laughs> guy, and he opens with fancy some wine and cheese on my balcony. <laughs> <You know? laughs> A quiet night in on the balcony, get to know each other through the glass. But Simon's, when I Simon's needs out. to be like, hey, Simon's one should be. Are your grandparents still alive? I'd love to meet them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where that's his that's his uh, that's his fishing hole, man. He needs to be back out there. His his him being arrested is his first uh, photo on Tinder. No, dude, I would you write. You know that's going to get swiped. I'd have the same picture that 
they put in the West Australian with the yellow hat. Exactly. And that's, I would what, write, that's what it needs to be. I'd write champion cricket, cricketer slash convicted criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Lean right into it and send a link to the West Australian article and say, <laughs> happy, you know, happy to give you any advice, financial or other, and all. <laughs> Consulting. Perfect, man. That's great. Yeah, I love that. But uh, you know what? We should have, and we spoke about it, Special Patreon episodes done in the prison, and Simon can facilitate it. When he was on the Sambuki, I, wait, that, I, man, it's not, <laughs> it's it's not like work experience. He doesn't. He's not now like the guy that they go to when they want people, like guests or visitors, in the prison. He was on the wrong end. He's, he's not a guard. Hand. He doesn't have any control Dude, he's got the, the day to day runnings of the prison. He would know, like. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, don't call them dogs. And he'd give us advice. <laughs> and he'd show us the handshake. And we can go Dude, in. What's he gonna what's he gonna know? He's all he's gonna know is uh he's he's gonna be like, Well, I don't know, a few years ago you had to take your shoes off when you came in, but yeah, my family hasn't visited in years. <laughs> Dude, he, he's not gonna know any of the process. Dude, he won't know anything. And we'll think like he, he's got relationships with the prisoners, but they'll be licking the glass and rubbing their penis and stuff. Like, Dude, I thought you knew these guys. And I go, I sort of like not really in a conversational way, but they all knew me. They all knew me in their own way. I dated most of those guys. He might not be able to get us like into the prison to record an episode, but he might be able to like – Get a secret message to the leader of some kind of white power gang, you well, know? You get white power, man. I am, um, but yeah, look, he said he could facilitate it. We can do it. Do you know how you know, what, dude? What are we gonna do? He's the guy in prison we wanted to talk to. No, what no, we, we can talk to him, but I want other contacts. But you know, it was bad for him because COVID hit, he reckons, so they didn't see the kids at all. It was just him in a in like a jail, like he couldn't. His his kids for many years during COVID, it was just Skype calls with him in a prison <laughs> facility. Do you know what I mean? Hey, Dad, and he was like almost in the striped outfit. Hey, son, how how old are his kids? I think like they're ten, twelve now. Damn, that's brutal, man. That's awful. His wife has gone on to be the, a partner at PwC. She made really, it. yeah. Wow. Dude, man, can you imagine the gears turning in his head? He's like, if I could just get back with her, I, I could start a whole new scheme. Dude, and this is the thing. This is what, what would worry you because, like, she's done really well and then it's like because you know he's a fraudster, a huckster, you're like, is he really trying to get back in the family or is this his next devious play <laughs> to access more gambling money? Do you know, like, his credibility is always in question now. Yeah, Absolutely. I was doing it during the night. I'd get you around, but, you know, I don't trust you to pay it back, you scumbag. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. Every time you, time. like, every, you leave the room and you pick your wallet off the table and you're like, oh, <laughs> don't leave this around you. That's his whole life, man. The rest of his like, he had six years in jail, but he's going to be in a new sort of purgatory yeah, the rest of his life. You know what? I life. actually did that joke to him because I went and spoke to some other girl from high school for a while and he goes, Where, where'd you go? You didn't come back. And I said, sorry, man, I had to move my car now that I knew you were in there. I've got some bikes and shit now. <laughs> Just moved it down the road. <laughs> I said, now that I knew that you were in the premises. Of course you did. What a hack. I said, I moved it somewhere safe. I said, there's a Christmas present in there or, you know, that I need to return. I'm, 
I'm, you know, whatever. But yeah, the, the poor guy <laughs> lent into the soap joke so bad that I was like, man, even me, one of the worst comics you've just seen and proved it, is not touching the soap joke. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm like, it's all about the pocket joke now where you pull the pocket out and lead them around. Like, yeah. uh, soap's over. Man, he's just grasping at straws trying to figure out, he's going to acclimatise quickly. How do I get people to stop making jokes about me stealing their money because that yeah. is going to ruin his fucking life. Because <laughs> everyone will be making that joke, but there's also this, like, kernel of truth where his wife will be like, oh, maybe he does. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. this is just some kind of long con. <laughs> it would be the most damaging joke because he's got to act enthusiastic and he's only two weeks out. But what he doesn't realise... Oh, fuck you, dude. Imagine five years Imagine when you in, heard that in from every person. 30 years where they were like, Simon! And he'd be like, he's, he's long bastard and there'd still be the, someone's <laughs> dropped the soap, mate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They won't let it go. They'll go, the prison boy can pay for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he doesn't realise that is the real punishment. It's the yeah. crap jokes that will attach to him forever with, with people like me. That yeah. just keep trying to work new angles. What's a new way to, to insult him for being in jail? <laughs> Did he mention anything? Like, where's he staying? Has he got a place? Dude, I never really... My, my, the th- thing was, that was partly why I fucked up my Saturday show. We, but Saturday was better. But I, I spoke to him for about um, really late. I stayed to close because I was so excited to have this jailbird. And go yeah. like, dude, tell me all. This is... We should have recorded that. I was like, yeah. But I, um, I didn't get enough out. I don't know where he's living. I, I joked about how he's going to be working at Bunnings. Um, <laughs> I told him he's going to be my tour manager. But I was like, I didn't get the detail. He speaks to his kids every day. Um, he's still on talking terms with his wife. Yeah, wow, you really got the important stuff, huh? <laughs> I told him the story I had followed her in the shops. He hated that. He fucking hated God, that's that. funny, man. That I followed his that's family so in the shops. He didn't. He was very. Do you do you recognize that behavior as psychotic? Like, what do you what do you think about? You know what? There wasn't really a laugh on that bit. He was confused and unsure. He he was confused. You were expecting him to be like, yeah, whoa, fucking great, man, real funny. That's so cool of you to follow my family. <laughs> yeah, I, said I followed. I said I. I just wanted to get a sense of where they're at. And, I, and then he was Where like, they and he this was is like, again, nah. again, this ties in, man. This is you with the ankle bracelet. It doesn't work because you're following families around. I, I don't think it sort of portrays the image you wanted to. Dude, and he got really scared because I knew a lot because I'm sort of perceptive. And I said, she's obviously she does the, um, she does after school care. I say I sometimes see her pick up in her um, <laughs> her blue Mazda. Yeah, man, because you were follow- you know what the kids eat. Dude, he was freak. he hated when I said I see her. She often picks up around six o'clock from oh this school God. in her what blue Mazda. Fuck? But I actually only saw it once. I went to drop like a bike and I just dumped it at the school because I didn't know what to do with it. I just dumped it at the school. Thought it'd be funny that there there was a a, a lost bike just there. They she- unsh- Wait, she's at the. Uh, okay, so she, does her, do her kids go to the same school as your kids? No, they go to school near my parents' house, and okay, I thought it'd okay. be funny. That oh man, because that's that's so much worse. It's not even the school. No, same but I school. went down there because I had a bike that I wanted to get rid of, 
And I just... <laughs> that's, that's insane still. I had, I had a bike that I wanted to get rid of, so I thought, where's a school? I went to what school and put it in... talking I about? went to school and put it in the bike rack. So they thought it was one of the students. I thought it was fun. What the fuck do you mean? Well, I, Why would you pick a school? I just thought it would be fun that they had this... M, uh, this UFO bike that they were like, hey, there's been a bike found. We're not sure whose it is. Someone claim it. And then they sort of trap with the bike. They think one of the boys must have forgotten the bike, but it could never be answered because it was my bike and it was outside of the inventory. So they would just be left with a bike and then have a weird problem to solve. Going like, what do we do with this? You know what I mean? Just uh, whatever. I do Man, some. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a nice thought, but I know, and you must surely know that some kid's just going to steal the bike. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, worst case, <laughs> a worst case, a kid will just ride at home, and then his parents that's will be the furious. Only case that maybe maybe a teacher asks around at some point, and they're like, "Oh, whose bike is that?" And then if if they have been thinking about it as a maybe, it'll turn into a definitely. I'm going to steal that bike. Yeah, and that's then all. Go, the- <laughs> whose bike? Or some kid that parents haven't picked him up will have a bike, and then he'd be in further trouble. You've stolen a bike. We're taking it back to the school. But there's no owner on the bike. But whatever, man. Anyway, so when I was dropping So that, anyway, so you're at the school dumping garbage and you saw her. <laughs> I saw her picking her kids up. And then he did not like that I knew, had followed her at the shops and then also knew what vehicle she drove. He hated that. <laughs> he hated that. Man, I, that has to be more a reason that he hasn't uh, responded to your messages <laughs> rather than anything Nah, dude, else. these are all jokes. I, I just... um. I, I had the details, so I thought I'd give it to him because it's fun and weird and just playful. It's all a laugh. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. All right, that's good. That's great. Um, Dude, what, what are we going to do about increasing the number of pods we do? It would be nice if you messaged me back when I was like, hey, man, let's record tomorrow while I'm away. And you're like, yeah, sure. And then I just don't hear from yeah, you. Yeah, but you time while. it when I'm in, like I was asleep for this pod. What? No, I mean, the, like last week when I was in Christchurch doing nothing. Oh, dude, we were, I was in good moods then. What I'm saying, we need to almost have like monitor our moods, our biorhythms, time them for the perfect. Do you know, imagine if, if we got scientific <laughs> about it and we're like, dopamine has to be at 0.881 milligram. Do you know what I mean? Imagine if we ever entertainer or someone creating a pod got to the point where they were monitoring their biorhythms to go like, what exact chemical balance you need to do the pod? You're, you're sort of circling awfully close to uh, like going to a psychologist for your problem. Going to it, <laughs> or having drugs, <laughs> or introspecting in some way. <laughs> no, because it's a bit like that with stand-up, man. Because you have a, a beer or two, but then you can't get the dose right. And my dad was like, oh, well, why do you need drinks? And I'm like, well, have you ever danced sober at a wedding? Who the fuck's doing that? Same thing with stand-up. I'm like, you're not going on the dance floor sober. I mean, Luke Joseph did it, but I kept yelling, he's sober, he's sober. Like, you know when we were dancing? Do you know when someone's sober and you yell, can you believe he's fucking sober? And he kept having to leave the dance floor because he's letting his hair down in the moment. And I'm like, he's the only one sober in the room. He's dancing like that. He's completely stone cold sober. And then he'd go in the corner and then build up confidence again. But I'm like, you can't dance sober. If you do, you're a psychopath. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. So how how do you think you are generally at monitoring your own moods? 
Dude, I just, I monitor it like people do on Survivor with days. Just the number of scratch marks on my wall tells me where I'm at. <laughs> if there's a lot of clawing, I might skip that catch up with my brother. But if I haven't been clawing recently, it's time to see the nieces. You were talking before about, um, uh, about that accurate, like having an accurate model and how it doesn't work anymore, like the guarantees. Because uh, I saw this, I saw this article, uh, like a, a couple of weeks ago, and it was like A and Z, yeah, A and Z, uh, like modeling. And they're like, yeah, there's going to be a housing crash in 2023. Like we've, yeah. Yeah, we've got it figured out. So how you can't know that. As soon as you declare it as true, the model is flawed oh, because you've it. predicted it. Well, it was like that. The amount of counselling I got when I sold my Netherlands place. That property would not move for five years, and it, then COVID hit, and you know record low inflation. Uh, in, and they go, "Well, no one could have predicted that." I'm like, "Well, that's what you said you did. You were predicting." They go, "No one can predict that." I'm like, "Why didn't you fucking tell me that when you gave me your prediction?" <laughs> very, this is the, the catch twenty two of all predictions: is they give you a prediction. Then when it goes wrong, they go, well, no one could have predicted that. I'm like, exactly. So don't fucking give me ANZ, a spreadsheet that guarantees property's going to crash. Because you tell me every time it fucking fails that no one can predict it. Exactly, cunt. It's again. <laughs> and it often does the opposite of what you expect. Because, you know, when COVID, the economy shut down, then you realize inflation's gone through the roof. So, you know, interest rates are record low. So... Assets are going to spiral into the sky, like which what happened with bit, crypto, stock market, property, all went through the roof. It's the perfect tinderbox to r- drive upwards. And then you've got Richard Hart saying he's a genius for a once-in-a-lifetime crypto fucking <laughs> bull run. I'm like, everything you bought went up. You bought a fucking... <laughs> You bought lettuce. Even lettuce went up, you fuck. If you put lettuce in a fridge for two years, you tripled your money. Everyone is making money. And then they're all geniuses going, my book on how I made money on lettuce. I'm like, everything that you bought in that climate goes up. And then they're all like, yeah. I get Because it. The, real, the real advice is like, wait, wait, until, wait until the least opportune time that you in your life or that you could even imagine to purchase something. When everything seems so fucked. Like you have no idea what's going to happen. Everything's crashed. Like a, a, a horrible crisis, ideally a worldwide crisis. You have no money. You've lost your job. Then invest. Invest everything that's, you have. That's when you hit. and reap the rewards, you baby. Look on, you look on the high rise. You see military sh- ships coming. China's yeah. coming. You see bomb raids. You're considering killing yourself. That's the time to head down to Bank West and get yourself exactly. a mortgage and an investment property. <laughs> Right when you see the nuclear bomb coming, instead of having sex with your partner one last time, you run and to a finance mortgage broker and you get some credit. You're ready. Yeah, I think the, the best time to invest probably probably between between towers one and two falling. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> just just as you see as you see the plane on the horizon for tower two, you're like, oh yeah, no, I should I should buy I should buy stocks. Earthquake. <laughs> that earthquake. No, where was it? The one that ripped through? That's when what, you get was uh, Oh yeah, fuck, where was that earthquake? Fuck, I can't remember, but I'm like, that's when you're on ground with a real estate agent looking to see investment properties. So as yeah, they're cleaning yeah. people up, <laughs> you're in a car, you're in a car with the in the the real estate at Jaguar looking for one bed studio apartments as rentals. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're out there scouting for deals. <laughs> and they're like, what are you doing? Are you going to help with the cleanup? 
Sorry, I'm booked back to back to see waterfront properties right now. That would be great. Can you imagine? Can you imagine someone walking in to your office and you've got and it's just like wall to wall monitors, like it's so big, so many of them, and it's just charts, so many charts, and they're like, "Wow, what? What are you? Are you what are you? You're like, oh, I'm a stockbroker, and they're like, "Oh my god, what? Is, so what are you like tracking?" And you're like, "I'm tracking suicide rates." If I can, if I can spot a, a good peak in suicide rates in any industry, country, whatever, like that's where I start. start I heard of money. a guy that would do this. He was a tourist for trauma tourist, or effectively, like he would he would only go to countries right after things like this because he oh, said it's unbelievable. Yeah. He said, flights, cheapest chips right now to Saudi Arabia, <laughs> Syria. He goes, I got a, I got a eight-day cruise in Syria. <laughs> the flights eventually begged me to come. The buffet, no line whatsoever. He said, when I dunked that infinity pool, with the smell of napalm in the air. But I, you know, like, Trip of a lifetime, down the, down the Nile, right after the big fucking Egyptian. Do you know, hostages, all this. He's like, dude, and, and he goes, you know what? It's the safest then because they're aware that there's a risk now. <laughs> he said, you never feel safer than wandering the street of a bombed oh, city that's now got the army on ground to protect you. What, 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 what we should really be doing? Like, what kind of exposure can we get to uh, the Ukraine? What do you mean? Well, there's a war. <laughs> like, how can we expose ourselves to the Ukraine? See, this would be a good pod. Like, you, we should be in Ukraine filming, uh, doing pods now. <laughs> no, but not really. No, I want to. I want to figure out what industries we need to. Like, what do we need to invest we, we do in? Podcast in the Ukraine. there, but we don't talk about the war. We just like, what are your dreams? <laughs> and like, ask them about routine and eating habits, and do like sort of like generic pods in in. Uh, <laughs> Turbulent countries, don't you think? Just refusing, refusing to air anything that anyone talks about that has to do with what's going on. Andrew Wolf presents, what's your favourite meal? And I sit down <laughs> with Ukrainians and we talk recipes. <laughs> what's a healthy light dinner that you enjoy? And then we go like, tell us how you cut up all the fucking turnips or whatever the fuck they've got out. Like, what, what we need to do, like the, it's a high risk, high reward, but we find... We find a town or a city in Ukraine which is currently occupied, and then we buy property there. If there's a risk that that uh, the people who originally own the house that you're purchasing will no longer own the house if Russia wins, it's got to be heavily discounted. Dude, unbelievable! So you've got a family; they're packing up, fleeing because uh, Russia's approaching on the uh, on the board. And we run in, and I say, like, look, 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 look. Obviously, run and flee, but can you just, uh, let's sign the deed over. Who knows, eh? <laughs> Who knows? For a bag of turnips. Come on, mate. Well, what you going to lose? You're out anyway. It's going to be blowing up. <laughs> Uncle Andrew's willing to roll that dice. Grab yourself a nice little donkey and a cart, and I'll take this little... You, you could get a lot of money there, man. Yeah. That's, it's well, a that's, classic that's story. Thinking, right? It's a story that they talk about during natural disasters when, it's, uh, when most of the kidnapping and abductions... And big crimes happen during those moments. Yeah, you can go yeah, and like absolutely. you go and kill people, or kids just go missing because people run around and just collect them up from the tidal wave, <laughs> scoop them up with nets, <laughs> and take them into sex trafficking. I know it sucks, <laughs> but it, it's always scared the fuck out of me because you'd be like, "Yeah, we lost our boy in the tidal wave," and you don't really know. 
that he was scooped up with a pool net. Wait, so so your fear, your fear from not finding a body is that someone someone nabbed him. I'm like, he's definitely been scooped up with a pool net and put into it, one of those <laughs> those dinghies that were speeding around with people laughing. <laughs> yeah, you should never rule out the possibility in the case of a natural disaster that they're not dead. They're just in the oh, back dude, of someone's. Oh, dude, that body. is the most macabre, nasty thing to tell someone. You tell them, they go, look, we lost Timmy in the, in the tidal monsoon or whatever. And you're like, you know what you actually find statistically? There are a lot of pedophiles operating. <laughs> Timmy wants to be alive and well. You'll never yeah, recognize. Oh, dude, this is actually, we've got to delete this because this will make people upset. Because they are we lost that, have lost, we lost our boy. A- we lost our boy in the, in the floods. Yeah, to, uh, to sexual abuse, unfortunately. Hey, the one of us, this is too much. Because you could say that and go, look, there's hope still. Many, many adoption. Ab- That's why hope is dangerous because it's not just there's always there's always the unexpected hope. You know what I mean? Like it can always your hope can be realized in ways that you you didn't even imagine would be bad for you. Maybe they did survive the tidal wave. There's but- a tidal wave, and you like you never really come back to check your property, and your wife <laughs> and three kids are unsure. <laughs> And you're like, oh, sorry, I thought you died in the tidal wave. And they're Your like, wife and three. This sounds a lot like you just sort of left the wife and three yeah, kids yeah. And they're like, to get the fuck out of And you're of the like, country. dude, you never sent any money. And you're like, dude, I thought you perished in the tidal wave. And go, well, that's strange, Wayne, because you didn't even fucking come back to the village. You just got the first flight out <laughs> so, dude, of there. That's, dude, that's a great move. Can you imagine that in like the Brisbane floods? Like Brisbane floods and you're like, okay, quick, I need to, I need to leave. And you, you drive to an airport and you're off to Venezuela. Woo! Dude, it's party time. And they think you perished. Just, dude, that's a great way to fake your death, man. Everyone assumes you're dead. You're, you're gone. You're Venezuela. And then when your younger son becomes Joe Rogan, you're like, there was a misunderstanding. I thought you'd all been killed in the flood. I couldn't process it. So I went to Peru to do drugs and find myself. That's a great rule. Every, uh, every natural disaster that you are in proximity to, you use as an opportunity to start a new life, escape your problems. The great you, reset. You, you start franchise families all over the world. Just moving from place to place. Always, always moving to another city on a fault line. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's, it's a shuffle, a reshuffle of the board. You start fresh. And they go, this is crazy. Six families, six natural disasters. You're always right there. And you don't have to pull the trigger, but you know that you're on a volcanic or a fault line mm. and there's a chance. That's the mistake I think people make, right? Is they fake their own death, uh, but they once is not enough. You can't fake your death one time. You need to fake your death in the first place, and then fake it again in the next place until you obfuscate. And like you, you end up from uh, from Perth to Fremantle. You know what I mean? But you've 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 country hopped. You've gone to you've you've gone to New Zealand. Then the Christchurch earthquake, whatever you've fucking bounced oh, out. This- Even like a moderately small aftershock, you've you've taken a sledgehammer to your chimney, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you've, and you've buried a cadaver in the rubble, and then you're off again. Uh, off we go to sunny Samoa. <laughs> they find in Samoa, and they go, no, no, he 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 died in a fishing incident. We found his shoes washed in a net. You just every place you leave, every every town you leave, there's a death. Well, there's, yeah, there's always suspicion that he, he hung himself or he shot himself or he died in the river. 
and and it's just hundreds. And they go like, yeah, I knew that uh, that guy, that Andrew Wolf, he drowned in Samoa in a fishing incident. And I, that's weird because he, he also shot himself in the forests of Afghanistan. You're a modern day Carmen San Diego, and there's just hundreds of sort of semi non interested people mourning you. He's a good guy. I, I miss I miss him. I don't know what happened. He's here for three weeks, and then he had a he had that um, that climbing incident. Where he, where he wasn't clipped in properly. You think he fell down the side of the, the precipice? Yeah, imagine every 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 town someone goes to looking for you. They're like, "Have you seen Andrew Wolf?" And they're like, "Hans, you mean?" Yeah, like, oh yeah, he he's dead. Every new name, new identity. Do you understand the best move is making it believable? So you could climbing Mount Everest and disappearing. That's the move. Your your your, your, your wife goes. You seem suicidal. You want out of this marriage. And you, you don't have you can't see an exit, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to get into adventuring now. That's your move, <laughs> adventuring, yeah. And they go, do you really want to go kayaking down the fucking Nile River or the the, the Amazon? And aren't there warring tribes there? And you're like, you only live once, huh? <laughs> we'll see. We'll roll fate. We'll roll fate and just uh, run off into the bush. But oh, or you could be a proper man and tell people your feelings. No, that don't do don't do that. That, don't don't do that. I mean, I, I guess ideally you're like you should be doing this whole uh, death faking thing for uh, for financial gain, not just because you want out of a relationship. <laughs> but eventually, I think it becomes so so mundane and sort of uh, part of your part of your uh, I don't know everyday life. I guess that that it, this the smallest thing. You know what I mean? Like like you meet a girl on Tinder and you sleep together, and then in the morning you. Uh, you you wake up and 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 her voice is just a little bit too high pitched, and you're like, "Nah, I'm, I'm out. Where where's next? I'm going to Peru." I'm yeah, yeah right. <laughs> no, but because you get that a lot. Do you know when you um someone will say, "Do you want to meet at the bar?" and you're like, "No, nah, I'm actually in the city," and you lie, and then they see you. Do you get that a lot in your life? <laughs> no. You lied to someone. What do you mean? Well, you you'll say you're out of town, but then they'll spot you a Karen up. Who at the shop. Who, who's Who's spotting you? Who well, I'm saying I've had, I've had a lot of incidents where someone will be like, hey, meet here for a drink. And I'm like, sorry. Well, well, I was actually talking about it using your kids as an excuse. The number of times they're sick or I can't get them to sleep. And I'm like, I only have them half the time. There's often, sorry, guys, love to see you, but got the boys. And you're actually just lying is this in the dark room. The, is this to throw off the scent of a, like, Really eager Tinder match? No, this is, just, um, this is just human contact, dude. It's right, a lot. just like friends and family. Well, yeah, it, it, it's overwhelming. It, it eats away at you. You're like, dude, ah, oh, ah, I've got to catch up for a coffee. Ah, the whole month's ruined. Like, do you not have that? <laughs> Are you thinking about it? You wake up in the middle of the night in terror? Jesus. Like, going back to Christchurch for a week last week, uh, it, was, it was mainly... Um, I jokingly said to someone, I'm just going there to have uh, food in the same room as my family. Like, that's, that's really what, what it is. But, but actually, that's kind of what it was. That's, that's really you what it all boils down to. And then you're at dinner, and then someone's discussing where you're going for dinner tomorrow. And you're like, man, is this, is this all life is? Is just sort of reminiscing on past meals and looking forward to future meals? So much of it is self-referential, like... Wow, this is the life, hey? You wouldn't give this away for quids. What a beautiful meal. 
Chinese tomorrow? I reckon Chinese is perfect. I would appreciate that sort of uh, like in the moment uh, thinking, you know, like that that presence of mind. But it it always just seems to be oh, like yeah, we're, we're ordering these. Like what what? But what do you want for lunch tomorrow? We're thinking about going oh, here. And I'm like, man. Can I get through this fucking Thai food? You know when people are like telling you two days before you leave, say, have you worked out how you're getting to the airport? I'm like, no! <laughs> you need a lift? No! Fuck I'm only here out. for five fucking days and you remind me that this trip ends? Oh, okay, I leave at three. When do you leave? It's two days to go. I've still got two blackout drinking sessions to go. I don't want to fucking think that I have to go back. I want to be free. Man, I, I, dude, I, I landed in Christchurch, right? I came out. My family was there. Uh, it's been were three ex- years. Were they at the airport? I, excited? Ed, what was that, sorry? Did they meet you at the airport with signs? They did. It was 11.40 at night, and uh, both, yeah, my parents were there. Uh, sisters were there. Um, did they have a sign? Uh, no sign, no. Um, I might have turned around and tried to go back through the security. Did you ran and hug, or do they know that you were on the spectrum? So they're like, don't touch his ears, don't touch his neck. <laughs> <laughs> I walked and hugged very normally, as I do. How I did you hug, and though, like my a, family. a full proper hug, or one where you can feel like you, you want out of the hug? Like you're just uh, doing no, it I'm, to I'm, not I'm, break the I'm hug. good with hugs. I'm good with hugs. That's good. <laughs> do like a group hug. I'm a normal guy. <laughs> It's it's a it's a lack of feeling inside. It doesn't mean I can't express or fake. So feeling you were so you were hugging, and then did they tap your back while they're hugging, or you tap their back, or just uh, lose? Oh up? no! Oh man, no! That that's a that's an emotionally distant move right there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the old uh, no, because there's a lot yeah. of uh, there's a lot of hugs where you just put the hand straight through, and you don't feel them actually complete the hug. I do a lot of hugs like that. <laughs> Is that how you hug your kids goodnight? I do like Lego arms. It just slots through and there's no sort of traction. Just Lego arms. But it's because I sweat so much, dude. I, I've had people like comment, even on the weekend, I'll hug someone and they're like, oh my God, your arms are actually wet. Disgusting. <laughs> Slimy like a rock. And then they're like, oh, you seem flat after that because I walked off and wrung my shirt out in the toilets and then hung in the corner. <laughs> In the air conditioning, and they're like, "Well, you're not even chatting anymore." And I'm like, "Yeah, because I've got fucking slime arms." But anyway, yeah. So you did your hug, and then what are they doing? Do they go look? Did anyone mention no, they're parking? Ride. We were going to do kiss and ride, but we've parked up there, which we often don't do. But we found there's a good spot. No one said no. No one said anything like that. Are your bags coming through? No, but they brought. They, they, they did bring three cars, um, which I thought was a bit. Dude, that's like. Um, that's like a Mugabe, a presidential cavalcade where you've got flags. Do you know what I mean? A, a cavalcade of cars. Take it was home. very nice. It was very nice of them that they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't bear to wait even one extra day after three long years to. Uh, did to anyone? Did anyone mention? Can I help you with my bags? Did someone say I'll help you with the bags? I, I didn't have any bags. I don't have bags. What am I traveling with bags for? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, there's a whole carousel that proves that some people get. I, oh, I know I some people do. I get that. I understand if you have to I travel. I carry on. Stuff, I do like, carry on, but never like check in. No, no. Re- remember, it's been three years, but I still only went for four days. <laughs> that's my Bye. maximum amount of time. Then <laughs> I'll go back there. I figured out that's the sweet spot where no one can complain that you haven't been or you're not there long enough. But then also anything more, and it starts to become very redundant. 
Dude, it's like um, a prison visit. Like you're not really want to go. Just ticking it off. No, because it's it's, it's it could be a conversation. It could be a phone call. You know what I mean? But I'm there. I'm there. I'm seeing them. It's lovely. It's very. It was very nice to see them. It was really good. I had spent some time with my uh, younger half sisters. I don't. I haven't spent. or don't get to spend much time with them. That was good. How old um, are they? Anyway, no, I, I'm just joking. I was, was going to go. Be, whatever. <laughs> go on, go on. I got to. I got to the airport. I said hello, and then my sister. Uh, like they're like, oh, has a flight, whatever. Uh, the normal formalities. And then what my did sister, you say? Was, Shut your mouth. Did you start? My sister off turns to my dad and is like, "So tomorrow for lunch, oh. and we're thinking about." And we and I and I was, I, I I grabbed them oh. and I was like, "Get!" I was like, "Get the fuck out!" And she's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "I'm not standing around in the fucking arrival section listening you talk about lunch tomorrow. Oh. Get out! Get to the fucking car. You. Mac this is meals. a text message. Let's go. Fucking hell! Holy Mac shit! Meals. Yeah, it's a lot, dude. Because we've spoken about it on the pod before that most of people's holidays is planning, transport, and eating. That's yes, all they yeah. do. Beautiful. Yeah. I've, I've heard this. Uh, the tiger lily. There's beautiful curried eggs. We must get there. We get the tut <laughs> along there and then bus seven and we can get a curried egg on Thursday. And you're like, yeah, I want to fucking drown you in the infinity pool. Because my dad was like, oh, what do you want to, you know, oh, is there anything you want to do while you're back? And it's like, no, it's nothing I want to do when I'm back. Ideally, just like hang out in the same room, maybe like just maybe just hanging out watching TV in the living room, whatever, just so we can chat and spend some time together. You wanted to do some live gaming with somebody. You wanted to do some, <laughs> you really World of Warcraft. And you're oh, like, man. dad, how good's your internet? Because I would love to pick up. Maybe twelve to eighteen hours of combat <laughs> gaming, if I could. No, I, I, I had a full, uh, I had a full week uh, off Dexies. No Dexies. It was brutal. I Dude, couldn't. I wouldn't have been able to bring myself. You to would have sit been coming down. They would have seen the worst version of you. Yellow skin. All the pores <laughs> releasing the drugs, and they'd be like, "He's not well." You would have looked fucking <laughs> absolutely tasty, that's like what tracing paper. But you know, I guess what the the one good thing uh, with. Uh, with the calm down is the entire week did revolve around food and I was fucking starving. I had like a three month appetite catching up with yeah. me finally. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I was like, where do you want to go for lunch tomorrow? I was like, I don't give a fuck where we go to lunch tomorrow. I want food now. Order. Where is the waiter? <laughs> where do you want to go for lunch? I'd like to go to the chemist or pharmacy and get another <laughs> script of death. That's what I want, daddy. It's been That's three days. <laughs> but it, it's, it's actually confronting because it would make you realize whether you act, you are how addicted or whether, not saying that you've got this, but you know, when you have periods away from a lifestyle, you realize if you have come to rely on it. Because I found it when I left. Oh, London. dude, I, dude, I'm completely, I'm completely dependent on amphetamines. Okay, you know because I mean? that's what I love. I that. would need to, I would need to stop taking them for like for a few weeks. Um, and then, like, readjust uh, just yeah. how I approach every Dude, day. Because it took me six months after coming back from London. Every time I had a sniff of alcohol, I was like, I must get coke. And then I would be, like, running <laughs> to parties. And eventually I would trick my ex and say, like, we'll go home. And then I'd climb out the window and try to find it, you know, randomly trying to find parties. And I was like, oh, this has got, it's got, like, too much. Yeah, that's pretty bad. But I wasn't doing it, like, sober, but it was, like, drunk. I always chased it, like, cigarettes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because, I, like, I would say I'm dependent, but, like, 
the whole week I was there, I wasn't like, oh man, I, like I wish I had my Dexies with me. Like that would that would I need. Oh, that's good. Yeah, there's no it's, there's no jonesing, dude. But it's not a none of those are that bad addictive anyway. So it's easy to fix. It's not like you're on. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That shit's easy to cover off. I think amphetamines. What it's all right. speed? It's all right. <laughs> Yeah, that's historically it's not one of the addictive it's, it's ones. It's meth and opiates and stuff. Those are hard ones. <laughs> meth, we're talking about. It's the most akin thing to meth that you can get prescribed in this country. Okay, well, look, I just didn't want publicly to shame you for your your chronic addiction. It's fine. I, I think the pe- dependence is totally uh, is totally different to addiction. Like if I was there the whole week and I was like sweating and like, oh fuck, man, I need like that would be that would be fucked. But uh, the like. Just, just that it's, uh, I guess, what I use to function it, like in my day to day. Well, life. that's fine, dude. Like, um, everyone has to find something to get them through this fucking horrible life. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And my thing is just not being retarded for eight hour periods at a time. It's, it's the same, like, because I was thinking of um, drink, not drinking alcohol, and then they got non-alcohol drink, and I'm like, there's really no reason you'd hang out because we've got the food argument. You go and have food with someone. But there's no reason or way that you'd hang out with people for eight hours unless you're doing some of these vices. So, you know what I mean? Like, that sense of community yeah. and people say, oh, we'll quit booze. I'm like, well, then in what fucking scenario would I hang out with five mates for 12 hours? It's never going to happen again. <laughs> I'll see them for an hour. We'll have a coffee. We'll have just lunch. I'm like, I'm not giving that up. What about, I'm not going to go on a bucks do. cruise for 19 hours with mates. And I'm like, that sense of community is hard to replicate. When you've been that with someone be a for eighteen cool hours, I think a, a great idea for a product is uh, uh, is like just zero percent cocaine, and it's all baby laxative crushed up into a powder. And you just go, you like, you go around your club in, and you pull that out, and people are like, oh, and you're like, oh, it's actually zero percent cocaine. It's just, for, Dude, it's I've just done for the that. taste. I've done <laughs> that in Sydney. Taste. I've done that in Sydney because they sell you fake stuff, <laughs> and then you just simulate it. And you're snorting it going like, this is awful. But you're like, yeah, my favourite was... <laughs> I better pretend. The best in London was when you'd buy it and it was dud. But two mm. people had already gone, whoa, big kickback. <laughs> and we're like, no, we definitely establish it. And then the dealer rings and goes, sorry, I know I gave you absolute shit. There's nothing in it. <laughs> and we're like, you've been fucking shamed, dude. You're dancing, talking about McGarvey and how you're going to take over the world. You're just being confident. That's not even drugs. <laughs> You're a fucking psychopath with a big ego. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard. You need it. We need it. What else is there left? Can't do religion. Well, yeah, there has to be some, some reason for hanging out with people. I, uh, I, I, did, I did have that with, uh, uh, with acid one time, I think, where, like, uh, we'd taken a little bit um, and then we'd gone for a walk and it had probably been, like, an hour Uh and it was like an hour of like, oh, is that, is that like, am I feeling it? Come on. Like, is that? Mm. And then after an hour, it was like, yeah, this isn't, let's go home. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is not working. This has been a, this has been a waste of, uh, of good blood. Of paper Dude, I think that's the standard story of acid, which is all mushrooms is uh, mistiming it and thinking it, nothing's happened. And then triple dose, you know, you yeah, have another yeah. dose. Standard move. I've never had mushrooms work. I've only ever taken them and they've been dud. Oh, dude, I've. I haven't done it a lot, hey, but I have had... I told that other story about where, where I yeah. went home with that yeah. chick. Ha, and was, ha, you were worried that you would inadvertently rape that. I thought I'd yeah. rape someone on mushrooms. 
<laughs> no, no, man. That was we we the way we sold it, dude. I what were we talking about? That the most terrific part of this episode was saying that uh, ki- your kid's not missing; they've been molested <laughs> after uh, the Being, cyclone. Yeah, the floods got them. Well, by floods, I mean some guy molested them to death. Dude, imagine. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. To, I'm so sorry. He lost your kid in the earthquake. Like, yeah, yeah. The worst part is him, probably him being fucked to death. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, do. I'm going to make a move now, but I want to record. We can record again in man, the this week. Man, I was going to say, um, uh, Carmen San Diego, right? Like Car- Carmen San Diego's thing was that she. Uh, she was like a bank robber or a jewel thief, right? That was her whole thing. She would go to museums and steal stuff. Yeah. But it's never it's never the reason that people would actually fake their own death and flee the country, which, as we all know from uh, from Roman Polanski, it's it's from uh, having sex with a minor. Yeah, yeah, that's mainly. <laughs> and that's what Carmen San Diego should have been about. It should have been a guy who had uh, who spent a lot of money on the dark web, yeah. uh, running from the law. <laughs> no one does it enough. Just very generic pedestrian life, where you fake your own death just because you're bored. And, and you're well, like, but also people don't do it because they pulled off some kind of successful art heist. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? It's always like six months later, the painting was found in uh, Brian's garage. Brian lived five minutes down the road from the gallery, yeah. and Brian didn't even even change addresses. <laughs> we did do an art heist in Putney, where I said I want to steal a painting just to have like the cat burglar experience, and it was in a pub. <laughs> And I got like a full, like it was like, duh, duh, duh. you know, when you're drunk and you had that souvenir of mine? Because I, I, when you were young, did you used to souvenir? We'd steal like a couch from a pub or you'd try to take <laughs> home a painting. We used to do no, that. Not really. You'd wake up and you had like the, the main sofa. Or my brother and I did it at like Leaderville Hotel where we removed most of the furniture onto the roof system and then just, <laughs> just for fun. That's but then great. just left. So like, Slowly, tables and chairs were missing, and it was really empty in there. And then they realized we'd been climbing out the window and putting on top of the roof. But man, dude, that's a great move. You get you, you take a tender date to a restaurant, and you have a nice time. She comes back to your house, and in your house is a small recreation of the same restaurant, the same furniture, oh. in a room. <laughs> and she's like, "What the fuck?" And you're like. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. I stole this over the course of several years. Yeah. I think you're going to be very impressed when you see what I've stolen. How did you get a couch out of a pub? Oh, that was at the front. But you know what was actually scared me? This is oh, out the front this of the is one pocket, of the scary yeah. things that happened because my ex told me that someone had stolen a couch from the front of one of these places. I won't even say which place it was. And they had CCTV of it, whatever. But I said, oh, my God. We once stole a couch from the front of a, and I don't know where we dumped it, but you know, like we never kept it, like because you, right. you didn't want the couch. But I'm saying, like, this sounds like bravadoing it, so whatever. But I was saying we did get a, a painting out through the sky roof, or like skylight, through the roof system and took it. But then I got scared and I sold it to the neighbor. Or I, I think I gave it to her because yeah. I wanted to, I was like, I don't want this. When I woke up in the morning, I was like, dude, you totally can have this if you want. So I assume I assume this was through the skylight, like uh, you were inside, and then you we were inside. It. We climbed it. We yeah. got through the staff area, climbed through the roof, got onto the roof, exited it out, and then I had it at home. And then there was 
messages about like, oh, dude, some fuckhead's taken this, that and that. And I was like feeling really bad. But I was too scared to give it back, so I just gave it to the, <laughs> the neighbour. I gave it to the neighbour. And he had it hanging in his. But um, that was back when you were young and dickhead. Man, dude, that's what, that's what happened to that um, American kid in North Korea. Dude, that's uh, what he did. Eh? He stole the flag. No, no, not a flag. It's like a propaganda poster in his hotel. Like he, he was on some... He went to uh, the minute... And yeah, he went into level 13 or the level he couldn't. From what I read, at least. It wasn't even that bad. He was like... He'd gone on a, basically a Kentucky tour run by these New Zealand guys uh, to places. It was, yeah. Their whole thing was like, we'll take we, we, holidays to places that your parents don't want you to go. And one of the places was North Korea. Um, and then oh. the last night, he's in this hotel. Uh, he goes down to the lobby. There's CCTV footage of him taking a propaganda poster. And then they go to the airport um, in the morning. And then when he's in the line with the rest of these fucking Kentucky idiots, uh, these North Korean police come up to him and, like, tap him on the shoulder. And he's he, like, jokingly is like, well, uh, I guess you'll never see me again. Uh, and then he, he, he gets let off into a room and then... They never saw him again, dude. Well, they yeah. did send him home, but he was never the same and he, he died was, He was completely after. comatose, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why people... It's like they, they think it's Disney World, like it's a theme. They, they have, like... Fuck yeah, America. Like, they have this uh, cartoonish understanding of yeah. politics. They think they can go into North Korea and it's not fucking highly reckless or dangerous. Or you could go to Russia right now and think, nah, I'll be fine. Putin's probably like just got a bit of a temper. It's like all those people volunteering for the Ukrainian army and then going over and fucking fighting in that war and getting blown up. It's like, and they're that's- like, what? <laughs> We thought this like, was yeah, like... Yeah, it's a fucking war. Don't go there. Jesus Christ. Dude, they got the headset on. We thought it was like Call of Duty. We're just having a laugh. Hey, we want to go live. <laughs> Man, have you seen those um uh, those drone videos uh, where, like, the Tetris music is playing and some Ukrainian guy flying a bomb drone is, like, hovering over a battlefield uh, and then he, like, drops a grenade down and, like, blows up a bunch of Russian dudes? But the whole time it's going... Doo! It's just like a game for it's him. It's horrifying. Well, that's why it's they, so terrifying. That's why we've said it on the pod before. Where Call of Duty came from, it's meant to desensitize the absolutely soldiers into killing. So they used to play yeah. that and just make it more fun. And then you think we got one, boom, 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 and you don't really care when they yell. I tell my son I love him. Boom. Do you know what I mean? Like you're like yeah. you're just playing Call of Duty with heavy metal music a, playing. It must be a lot easier when. Um, uh, when they are people invading your country, yeah, <laughs> that's so. I think that's such a wild thing about like uh, uh, the Ukrainian the Ukrainian situation is it's like the most ultra modern warfare ever. Yeah, um, but it also involves like like uh, the Russian soldiers are conscripted. A bunch of them don't want to be yeah, there, yeah. so it's all like messages on social media, and there are like big signs up for hotlines you can call and surrender. And uh, that's it. And it would be mu- it's way more if you're the hunter than the hunted because you're on their turf and you're going down with like tanks, and you'd look in and see a family just eating sort of like dinner and shutting their curtains. <laughs> Do you know what exactly. I mean? the, yeah, the opposite. That's the the Call of Duty is for you going into Ukraine and being like, "Yeah, let's let's blow these motherfuckers up." They never have scenes in those games, which is the scenes you have where you just see a family, the little boy looking out. There, there is actually a great one. Um, uh, 
I haven't played through it, but I know it. It's called Spec Ops. Yeah. Um, and the whole way through the game, uh, you start to uh, exhibit more and more symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh, and that's... even like the, the menu at the start of the game, uh, as you go through the game, it starts off and it's like a, like a guy with a sniper rifle, like looking out over a sort of desert. Uh, and, and then as, as it gets worse and worse and you become more broken from these horrible things that you've done, like the guy's like like looks all fucked up, and the uh, place has been like clearly ah, bombed and destroyed. That's so good. Um, they give you the psychology of it because we. Were, I was just mm. talking about that with the people that use ketamine for. So you know how ketamine's now dealing with PTSD. Yeah, and I'm like, so it's the perfect cure for your your victim. You use that. <laughs> you treat them at the same time. <laughs> if you get the doses right, it's a victimless crime. Okay. We've got too many horrible that people. Dude, wouldn't that dude that that should be the game, by the way. That wouldn't the game, the ultimate game be where in the world is Roman Polanski? Oh that where is Polanski now? He's I think he's been in France the whole time, right? France, Poland? It's all the same. Um, well, I know it was France at some point. I'm not keeping track of his every movement. You only really um, know by their food. Hey. Poland, I think of potatoes. France is croissants. <laughs> hey, is that how we do it? Spain's <laughs> like, what is that? Those fucking little roll donut thing? What is it? The chiros? And where, oh, and where, sorry? I'm saying I've got like a toddler's understanding of geography. I just know like one food item at each place. Yeah. Are you not like that? Uh, well, I mean, it depends on the place, you know what I mean? Like in some countries. It's, it's all, quite funny. All like, it's almost like toddlers with blocks. Where you could like, okay, Russia. What do you know of Russia? And you're like, that anchor thing. Is that right? Um, Putin on a horse. No, but you know what I mean. Like, you only have a few. <laughs> you go to Italy, um, spaghetti, and uh, that guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you yeah. could, you Lo- could, you could probe a mind and see. Because you always you ask, what's the capital? You don't know the geography, but you probably only know three food items and one sort of racist cliche <laughs> about most countries. You know what I love so much is, you know that ketamine thing where I was like, because Rudy, a comedian, does a lot of like this, this whole essay, sexual assault bit, mm. and I gave him that bit. And then when I just told you it, I'm like, oh, my God, he said he's going to do it in his fucking testimony. <laughs> And as soon as I told you, I was like, you got to delete that shit. Dude, that sucks so bad. I was like, I told him, dude, how good is it? They dose them and they, they fix them. It, it fixes, it's a perfect circle. It's so smart. And he's like, dude, that's incredible. And I'm like, he did it on, a, I, I'm sure he would have done it on opening night. It's a fucking nightmare. Well, that's the important key takeaway from any sort of medical breakthrough. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, we've figured out this chemotherapy that's effective against this type of cancer. It's like, okay, great. Now we can smoke again. Like we can, we can, start, uh, right. we can start doing the problem behavior that, that causes the problem bit. in the first place. As soon as they cure cancer, I can get back on the darts. How is the not smoking going? Have you, are you still Dude, I'm on, I'm on the, the gum, but it's worse. My dose is through the roof. I've told you. Has it continued to climb? You haven't weaned off the, the gum? The anxiety is shocking. I'm, I told you, I'm scared to go to the kitchen to get food. I just lie in the room and I'm trembling a lot and I feel uncomfortable in my own skin. I'm dripping in sweat. I don't know if it's, if 
I don't think it's the nicotine. I think it makes me anxious and I'm having panic You're clammy attack. and sweaty enough that most people are uncomfortable with your skin. So that's, that's universal. Dude, I'm getting <laughs> panic attacks constantly. I'm like, maybe that's why I'm sweating because I've got nicotine through the roof and I'm having massive panic attacks just randomly where I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, but I, I – and then, then what happened, I was at a wedding and I was um, – I've been hearing from a lot of people, they're like, dude, you have to like this white foam because when I drink, I have so many and they go, a girl told me, she goes, yeah, I, she goes, yeah, I noticed that foam last time we hung out. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? She said, you had all this Wait, white. What, what's causing the white foam? Is well, it I get, the gum I get mixing like, with I'm like gurning with gum. I have like eight pieces in because I'm <laughs> drunk on the dance floor and I'm like a llama, a spitting <laughs> alpaca. I'm like, yum, 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 yum. And I... I basically, at the wedding, I ended up smoking because I said, look, it's actually not polite to be chewing like 19 bits of gum with all this foam going, How? thank you for inviting me to the wedding because I was feeling <laughs> gum and white shit. And I was like, it's actually more polite to just have a drag. And well, I don't think manners. you're supposed to be chewing the gum constantly. Dude, I chew nonstop. I haven't read the box. I just have it whenever <laughs> I feel like it. I hope, I hope that you haven't read the box and it's just regular gum. Dude, and that's the cause of a lot of the issues. <laughs> the worst is I, I wake up with gum. It's Wrigley's, my... what the fuck? I've been chewing juicy fruits. I could choke on it though because I'll sleep overnight and often wake with gum still in my mouth. <laughs> and I'm waiting for that death, death by nicotine gum. About, have you thought about getting like, like actually getting a box of regular gum and then supplementing sometimes well, the nicotine done with regular. But I've had a few moments like that. And then on this weekend, I ended up just going like, oh, I can't be fucked doing the gum. It's embarrassing. I'll just smoke. So I smoked a few. <laughs> and I was like, it's embarrassing being a gum. Like I'm, I'm too, uh, that's for a kid. I'm always chewing. Like I'm some sort of like Australian cricket test, pl- test player. I'm like an Australian batsman. I'm like, I hate this. But I, I think I, sh- I can give up now with it because it means I can smoke socially. No, it doesn't. And then no, I can just have gum. No, it doesn't mean you can smoke Dude, I've socially. done it. I can change the gears perfectly. I can go out, smoke a whole pack, and then the next day just revert back to gum. I never come off the nicotine and it's fine. <laughs> what about the nicotine spray? Have you looked at the spray? Oh... Uh... Because it's, it, it, it's, it's sort of, it's really peppery. So you can use it and then, uh, and, and, like you, yeah. and then you won't like it. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do, man. But I've, I've, the worst part was I always thought my lungs were a result of chain smoking. But they're but actually just, just really fat. bad. Yeah. I'm really bad. <laughs> my dad said it to me. He said, have you ever considered it's that you're sweating is that, the, that you're, you're really fat and unfit? And I was like, that's a good point. And then the other thing, did I, man, they're trying anything to get you out of the house now, aren't they? They're like, "Hey, man, you're fat." Um, <laughs> I lost fuck my voice. You. Fuck off. My mum said maybe it's linked to your anxiety. And I'm like, it's definitely not linked to my anxiety, mum. It's because I've been yelling at the pie guy. The fucking pie guy wouldn't go off the stage. Anyone would lose their voice if you got a guy trying to sabotage your show. And the judges were in. Do you know what pissed me off the most with the, the Fringe, dude? Was yeah. 10 tickets on opening night given to the festival for reviews and judges. Never hear a word. It's $300, $300 just stolen. I'm like, who are these people? Had you sold out? 
I had sold out. And I'm like, I didn't authorize. I don't want you there. Print media's dead. What the fuck? I'm like, where were you? I at least wish I could have sprayed them from the stage. Well, I mean, okay, had had you agreed in the first place to give away festival festival? Uh, I don't know because I didn't read out. any of it because I just assume it's all a scam. Well, that would be the thing, because it'd be great to go back and be like, "Hey, um, just here's the invoice for the tickets. You can't." Yeah, sorry, like, guys. What do you mean? Because I don't really know what the fringe does. They just put pink bunting up, and I'm like, dude, for the amount of money I gave them, I could get bunting to Hillary's and back. We could. Have bunting around the whole fucking city. I'm like, they've just got this bunting with fringe world on it. And I'm like, what is this? A fucking uh, working class 70th? Like, it's so embarrassing. Next, we have those multicolored lights and cheap sausage rolls. I'm like, this is a fucking embarrassing marketing strategy. Why don't we hand out sausage rolls to everyone on napkins? Like, we're at a You're- fucking the saddest 50th ever. Your registration fee will go to providing cocktail sausages for the entire city during the festival. Dude, that's <laughs> so good. Bunting and cocktail sausage. <laughs> <laughs> right, what are the picks of the week? Oh, mate. <laughs> well, Baz is still strong. 20. I missed the – I sold at 20 and then missed the dip trade from 13 back to 20. So that's looking all right, but – it's not got much left in it. Maybe like 25, 30. The hype's sort of worn off. Then um, OBM, a gold stock's all right. OBM. But the issue is worrying about a cap raise. They just doubled their resources. I like it. It's like 10 cents. I think it can get up to like 15, 20 on the resource so they, upgrade. They- this is another stock where it's like uh, OBM um, five on the five-year chart. They were worth like two bucks. And I assume, I'm assuming at some point they had some sort of resource and then they sold. They had uh, mining problems, new management. You know, they weren't running it effectively, blah, blah, blah. But now it's all turned around, resource upgrades, new guys running it. Should be a good turnaround story, but only for a double. It's, I wouldn't recommend it. It's just a fucking... And then obviously Talon still waiting. TMK waiting. Waiting forever. You know what happened with TMK and Talon? Petro what? China had their MOU, the memorandum of understanding. It expired last week and they didn't bother to do any announcement to explain what's going on. So one of the things was this big Chinese entity was coming and, and had a six-month MOU to consider what they were going to do with us. And then they just, the date expired and management just, oh, they're busy with their kids at Scotch College or whatever. Oh, so they, what? So it didn't go well and they're just sweeping no, it under no, the rug? No, 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 no. It's not maybe sweeping it under the rug, but like the date just passed and they, it's sort of like um, when, when you just don't ho- hand in the work and you just wait for the boss <laughs> to go, hey, like, you know, you're working on that report for six months. Like, it's February. What's going on? It's March. Like, that's what you're paid to do. You, that's why you've got the Lamborghini. Do we have anything that is not a resource stock? Man, that's all I've got at the moment. <laughs> I am getting... What happened I'm, to the fun ones? I'm, Where are the fun ones? Like, what's that? What, what was the fucking... Um, I'm the getting lured one? into crypto space. What's that satellite one that we talked about like, dude, years ago? Dude, the thing is, I am getting lured... What into, is that? Just tell me what it is. I don't remember. Near, near map? Oh, Neomat was taken over. Oh, really? That was a great trade. 
got taken over cheaply, but it was still a good trade. Where uh, WGO got taken over cheaply, but still a good trade. I know. I'm just trying to think of ones that aren't um, that aren't resources. The thing is, I, I am semi interested in um, crypto, sort of. But I, I just think the Ooh, what do you mean? No, Hello. No, no, now they, you're talking my language. I just think the environment with uh, inflation skyrocketing, bonds, you know, that, it's just not the climate. It's it's crash climate. It's it, I don't want to touch any of these these. Uh, it's risk off. You know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't seem like a good time. Crypto seems well, at, like at, a trap. At risk of at risk of um, I mean, because yeah, it, this is exactly what we were talking about earlier, right? Um, like if you have a model for it, or if, or if you announce it, then it, like it's it's not. It's well, like it, 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 <laughs> but but I'm gonna I'm gonna do that now and say that the reason I've been uh, uh, I've been uh, more active uh, recently is because I kept seeing um, uh, like the, the the price was just crawling up for months and months. Yeah. Um, and then uh, like one one weekend it dropped like I don't know. Fifteen percent, maybe. Yeah. It had a little. It had a little dip. And you got it and, back into Ethereum. Uh, yeah, or just just stuff that I haven't sold. Yeah. Um, and just some positions that I've maintained. Um, but it had like a fifteen percent dip, and immediately I saw all over my new news feed just these articles. It was like yeah, crypto crashes this week. It cra- fucked. It's all fucked. Yeah. Bitcoin devalued. And it's like, man, it's like this is just this complete fear mongering. This is great. Well, that's like, fair enough. And then within two days, it was back. Like it had regained all of uh, that, all that fifteen percent that it lost over the weekend. The problem is with stocks and crypto and property is the macro environment is not suitable for a bull run. That's the problem. Uh, overarching all why? of it. Well, people why are gambling. They want to gamble. Inflation's through the fucking roof. They're going to have to keep jacking up interest rates. Economic growth stalling. Uh, the bond rates are through the roof. It's just not. It's like trying to light a fire with wet fucking blankets. Like, it's just it's just not the right environment at the moment. But don't you think this, do you not think that this sort of like paradoxical economic hell uh, is what, like it, that will in itself drive up prices? Well, potentially, man. But the Until there's is, a crisis crisis, you know the, what I mean? The thing is, it feels to me like earnings numbers are going to be off. It's, it's still like six months away, but you're right. Like, it is time to buy in these moments. I just think it's too early now, personally. But yeah. I could be wrong. I think it's six months off. Then you go in oh, hard. I, 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 don't think you're, um, I don't think you're wrong. I just think it's like, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's just what we were talking about before, right? Like, e- even, if, even if factually it makes sense um, and, like, there are all these reasons. Yeah, yeah, that, I know what uh, that there will be a huge downturn and, like, sentiment will still be there. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And you reckon like, there's this idea that you just see all green lights and then it's time to go. You always have to take an element of risk where it still looks like, who knows I think what there's happens. just this sort of, like, inverse, um, uh, like, this inverse thinking that people have. Where oh, it's dude, like, 100%. Yeah, like, hey, uh, yeah, mortgage rates going up. Everything's fucked. Like, everyone strap in. And that is when people are like, you know what? I should start investing in the stock market. <laughs> and the other thing is it might actually prove good because US, they just approve increasing the debt ceiling or whatever, print money into fucking infinity. Do you know what I mean? So we might, it might have been the bottom just a month or two ago. They might mm. just go, fuck it all. 
fuck the interest rates. Let's just delay it for another year or two and just ignore it and let inflation skyrocket. Do you know what I mean? And then, and then if inflation skyrockets, well, then crypto bulls <coughs> are going to make a fortune because it will match just the inflation increase at least, probably more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They might, just, they might end up giving up and just say, fuck it, we're just waiting. The next government <laughs> can deal with it. I mean, they, they, they've done that before. There's no reason they're going to fix the problem. They might go, you know what? Fuck it. Tomorrow's problem. Just print shit. <laughs> I'm sick of hearing about it. We're all going to be murdered by robots. That could be the end, man. I better make a move, dude, because I've got to get home to lie in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Leveraging your home. Margin personal loans. Hedged by put contracts. Holy